Welcome to season 13 of Digital Learning Radio. We're back. I'm Laura, and I'm thrilled that we're launching another season of the podcast. I'm also thrilled to be joined by my amazing co-host, Catherine. Hello. And as we begin this new season, we're excited to stick with our theme, Inspired to Learn. We're always learning and always drawing inspiration from what we learn. So this season, we're continuing conversations of sharing the things that are inspiring us on our ongoing story of learning. This week, we're kicking it off with Catherine to share what's been inspiring her, and I cannot wait. Well, it is so good to be back in the space to begin another season of learning, sharing and reflecting. And Laura, I consider our podcast time as one of my favorite ways to grow professionally. And prepping for this podcast and figuring out what to share definitely keeps me on my toes. I completely agree. So like our previous seasons, we'll guide our conversations using a reflective protocol. For each episode's inspired topic, we'll consider what, so what, and now what as we share. Each week, the person sharing will tell us what it is that is inspiring them to learn. And then in 60 seconds or less, they'll share so what about the topic that is important and inspiring to them. Finally, we'll wrap up the conversation with now what and next steps for how they plan to use what they've learned. Well, I really enjoy using this protocol. And as we all know, I also really struggle to stay within that 60 (laughs) seconds for the overview portion. Mm. But mostly, I really enjoy having this space to share some of the things that are inspiring me and having that added bonus of accountability Mm -hmm. with the now what part of our conversation, especially knowing that you're going to ask me the following week how it's going. Oh, the pressure is always on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So before I dive in to share what's inspiring me this week, I'd love to hear from you too. Laura, tell us about a quick win that's inspiring you this week. Absolutely. So this week, I'm inspired by a new-ish update that Mm -hmm. came out around last month for Google Docs, Slides, and Sheets, and that is a built-in color picker. Now, this thing is a time-saving game changer, especially if you spend a lot of time designing slide decks in Google Slides, like I know you and I do. Mm -hmm. So with this built-in color picker, you don't have to utilize a separate extension or program to find and apply the hex code so that you can perfectly match the colors that you're working with. The way this one works is you highlight or select the text or text box or shape or whatever it is you're working with. And when you go to change the color, you look for the small eyedropper icon under the custom colors option. Then you just click on the color you want to match from your deck and it automatically updates your previously selected text or shape to that color. So it eliminates the step of copying the hex code and pasting it into the custom color option and just updates it based on where you click. And let me tell you, I am a fan. Yeah, it's almost magical. I completely agree (laughs) with you. And as I was prepping for a design and digital doc session last month, I was constantly checking my Google accounts like daily to see (laughs) if that update was out. And then thankfully, a few days before the event, it was released. So that tool was a big hit for the session. 
Perfect. Perfect. I love when you see other people on Twitter who are showing an update and you just yes. constantly check your as <laughs> yes, So I was exactly. elated when it, it rolled through uh, and yeah. got access. Yes. I agree. Very cool. Well, Catherine, I'm ready to hear about your inspiration this week. And again, just as a quick reminder, we're using our reflective protocol to guide our conversation. So I'll be asking you to consider the what, so what, and now what of your share. So let's hear it and start with the what. What is inspiring you to learn this week? Well, the last few weeks, actually the last year and a half, I've been enchanted with the idea of fun and play and playfulness. So today I'm going to share a mashup of resources, explain the benefits of play, and then in doing so, I hope to encourage myself and any other listeners who happen to need a bit of fun and play in their lives. This topic is on the personal wellness side of learning, and it's definitely an area of growth for me, but I'm willing to be a little bit more candid and vulnerable this week, and I'm excited to share how I'm inspired to add a bit more play to my days. Well, I'm in. Uh, you actually had me at the word enchanted. Anything mm -hmm. that has enchanted you, I can't wait to hear more. I love a mashup of resources and supporting personal wellness. So let's do it. Pull up this timer and in 60 seconds or less, give us the gist and tell us about the power of play. Okay. So I read the book, The Power of Fun in January, 2022, and that book really helped shape my year and opened me up to some post-pandemic possibilities. The author, Catherine Price, describes true fun as the confluence of playfulness, connection, and flow. Now, I loved everything about her book and i understand the connection and flow parts of her uh, formula but in the post-pandemic haze i really struggled with the idea of playfulness and what that really looked like in my world so fast forward a year and then last month i discovered the book the playful life by julie jones and jed derryberry and now i'm really hooked this book delves into play as a behavior playful as a mindset they discuss brain research and benefits of play, your play personalities, building play habits, and advocating through play. So I'm really on track for mashing up these ideas, incorporating play and true fun oh, into my world. And I can't wait to share. Okay, that was pretty perfect timing, number one. <laughs> and number two, I'm super intrigued. So let's dive a little bit deeper and tell us more. Answer for us, so what about the power of play is really inspiring you to learn? Honestly, the start to my 2023 has been quite lousy. Mm. So I've been on the lookout for anything to help relieve the stress. Now, I know many teachers have felt the same way, especially since 2020. And Laura, last year at this time, we were chatting about burnout. Mm -hmm. So here we are mm -hmm. again. And what can help? So let me start by sharing my play learning journey, and then you'll hear a few benefits of play in this story. At the end of January, I caught a tweet from Jed Derryberry, one of the authors of The Playful Life, and he shared a graphic of the play challenges for the month. And they were things like 
doodle something cold, take silly selfies, use tin foil to make a hat, stick wiggly eyes on something. <laughs> and I thought, oh, those sound delightful. And that tweet sent me scrolling and I found his book, The Playful Life, bought it the next day and now I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> so once I started thinking about this topic of play, I started seeing references everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's like when you buy a new red Honda, you see red Hondas mm -hmm. everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. And so now if you're a new listener, here's a quick bonus share. One of my favorite digital tools is called Readwise. And I mention it at least once during each podcast season or episode. Oh, okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So this magic tool takes all of my highlights from my Kindle books and other sources and puts them into a searchable platform. So I type the word play into the search and I found passages that related to play in at least eight different books. And that's just what I had highlighted about yeah, play. Yeah. And so Laura, you'll love this. Play is mentioned in multiple Brene Brown books, mm -hmm. including Atlas of the Heart, which we discussed in a previous episode. And in that book, Brene cites another researcher who says mindful play or no agenda, non-doing time is the cure for overwhelm. Mm. Well, already my brain is just lit up with thinking. Uh, I love a shout out to Brene Brown and Atlas of the Heart. Uh, I think it's really interesting that your magical Readwise tool pulled up this thinking of play as a cure for overwhelm and quoting Brene Brown, who kind of famously, you know, last year took this big sabbatical mm. to do just that, uh, kind of cure her own own overwhelm and take time to play and she famously talks about playing pickleball uh, as a way to just kind of walk away and I like this phrase no agenda or non-doing um, interesting uh, okay so I haven't bought a red Honda and I'm not really even keyed into play but I knew that uh, this was what you're going to be talking about today and so just today uh, I saw on Twitter Elena Aguilar aspiring to me instructional coach leader um talked about the power of play and that creative break that is important. Yes, so I think yes. you're right that it's everywhere. Maybe it is the universe telling us to um, have some non-doing time and play more. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear even more. Well, I forgot about Brene's sabbatical. And yeah, she said play pickleball. That's what she yeah, wanted to do the yeah. whole time. So yeah. Okay, so here are a couple other references. We've mentioned the book Joyful and Joy Spotting. And in her book, Ingrid Fatel Lee explains how play is about understanding give and take, which helps cultivate empathy. Mm. And then in the book Essentialism, which I reference for our discussion about burnout, Greg McEwen says play is fundamental to living the way of the essentialist. So you must make time in your life for play. Mm. 
I also found videos about the importance of play in my Headspace meditation app. And I know play is a theme in the Yoga with Adrian videos. <laughs> I am also learning more about building thinking classrooms. And in a podcast episode this week, that author shared the importance of playfulness as part of his methodology for creating the right environments for thinking classrooms. So mm. Laura, we're surrounded by all these reminders in the importance of play. And it just took me this many years to realize it. <laughs> Here we are. Here we, Here we are. are. Right. <laughs> so I've already mentioned mindful play to help with the feeling of overwhelm. So reducing stress is the benefit that's most important for me right now. But according to the research, play also improves attention and cognitive skills, enhances creativity and problem solving, and promotes connection and social bonding. So yes, sign me up, add more play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you might get to this, but you might not. But hearing you talk about these things, improving attention, cognitive skills, creativity, problem solving, uh, I'm thinking about how important that is to have that fostered and cultivated in our classrooms with our students. So I'm kind of thinking mm -hmm. twofold, like I need to make sure that uh, I am incorporating this in uh, my life and routines and workflow. But yeah, what can this do for students as well. So yeah, I'm ready. Tell us more. Um, maybe we want to get nitty gritty and you give us like a good working definition of play and what it looks like maybe in this context. Whatever you've got, I'm ready though. <laughs> well, first, as you said, in classrooms, in the primary grades, in the early childhood, play is essential. That's how yeah, yeah. everyone learns, but we just forget about play as adults. And so the work of Dr. Stuart Brown was referenced in almost everything that I mentioned above. And he is a psychiatrist and a leading researcher in the area of play. So got to mention him first. But in the book, The Power of Fun, Catherine Price describes playfulness as a spirit of lightheartedness and freedom of doing an activity just for the sake of doing something and not caring about the outcome. Mm. And in The Playful Life, the authors Jed and Julie agree that play results in the feeling of lightness, both in attitude and work. So ah, just thinking about lightness and freedom just makes me even feel better saying those words. Yeah, absolutely. I was just about to say when you the first time you used the word lightheartedness and then followed it up with lightness, I was like, ah, oh, yes, this is a lovely feeling. Yeah, shoulders releasing. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Keep uh, keep talking to me. So you briefly mentioned play as a behavior and as a mindset. What's the difference between these two ideas? All of the things that I shared earlier in that play challenge, such as doodling and creating a tinfoil hat, those are verbs and those are play behaviors. And like I said, in childhood, there is so much play and splashing in puddles and coloring and building forts and giggling. And so why aren't we continuing to do those things as adults? So thinking of play itself as an activity or a behavior. And then a playful mindset, on the other hand, is 
a state of mind and an approach to life. So in the Playful Life book, they use playful to describe the mindset and play as the behavior. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that mindset is about being open to new experiences and approaching life with a sense of curiosity and wonder and being flexible and adaptable and willing to take some risks. So I want to cultivate or maybe revive both of these. <laughs> uh, yeah, all of those sound like excellent things to foster. So how do we make it happen? Do we just uh, waltz into our offices and announce to our bosses like, now I am playing, I am playful. <laughs> uh, what are some, some steps for integrating more play uh, into maybe a busy or serious life? Julie and Jed are both educators and they know we can't add one more thing to our mm -hmm. plates. Haha, mm -hmm. ha, in the book, they wrote, my plate is so full, I don't even have room for a side salad. <laughs> uh, that's excellent. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to uh, um, reuse that at some time. Yeah, but what I loved is they said play isn't adding to the plate, but it should be the plate itself. So play should be what carries all the things. Okay, I love that. Yes. And they share four tips for incorporating play, and I'll expand on a couple of these. So the four tips, one, start where you are, two, start small, three, start with a friend, and four, start simple. So you know, I am and both of us are really all about reflection and self-knowledge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the first tip was great for me. Starting where you are means just to know yourself better. They share a play personality quiz. Ooh. Yes, and probably no surprise, but I'm a director. And that means a planner behind the scenes type. Beautiful, I see it, I see yeah. it. <laughs> And then in the Power of Fun book, there is a fun audit, and then the author has asterisk. I promise it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, good. I needed that asterisk because I'm like, yeah. this does not sound fun at yes. all. The word audit, no thank yeah. you. Okay, fun <laughs> audit, interesting. Yes. And so since completing that, I've thought a lot about how I enjoy spending time and what brings about those feelings of lightness and freedom. And so I know she listed a lot of words and just mm -hmm. kind of check, which sounds like you. So I enjoy silliness and creativity and imagination and even absurdity, mm -hmm. but I know I'm not really one for games and competition. Mm -hmm. So everything I've read so far said play is up to an individual it doesn't matter but as long as it makes you feel light and free mm -hmm. then that's all good so I just needed to know myself a little better to find what play means to me so I'm not into video games or sports but I enjoy puzzles and sudoku and geocaching and mm -hmm. reading and learning and those kinds of things so I've been really leaning into step two though which is start small which suggests you find an area of life where you need a boost and then you add more play there so julie and jed give a lot of examples like folding laundry or cleaning out your inbox or getting stuck in traffic and shopping i was all about their list and so here are my examples first to make my commute better 
I'm mm -hmm. now intentionally listening to funny podcasts on the way to work. Okay. And, and so laughing while I'm driving definitely helps me arrive at work in a better frame of mind. So just that mm -hmm. little tiny element of some laughter in the morning. Another example, even though I'm really not into competition, this week I decided to turn some doing chores into a game. Okay, I love this. <laughs> and then I raced around my house to see how much cleaning <laughs> I could finish during the length of one silly short podcast. Spectacular. So <laughs> I, I was so surprised that that little tweak gave me more energy and even brought a smile to my face while vacuuming. So th that worked for me. <laughs> okay. I love this. I, I love this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was super intrigued. And so I love these examples of you going a little bit deeper, hearing how to make some of those just mundane parts of life. You had me at traffic commute, how mm -hmm. to make those more fun or, or playful. And so that is really interesting, even just kind of reframing thinking and and what you're doing. So this is also really resonating with me because actually inspired by you, Catherine, um, one episode last season, you talked to us about the multidimensional career growth framework. Uh, I took that quiz and my top focus dimension is contentment. And so this really speaks to that and it knowing myself better and, and really thinking about maybe adding this lens of can I make my plate be playful? And so yeah, I'm I'm really intrigued, particularly thinking about my own contentment with the work that I'm doing and that work life satisfaction. So very timely. Well, Laura, that reminds me, our teammate Misty just it has relaunched a little fun challenge at mm -hmm. work with mm -hmm. uh, Region 10 Fit. And she came in and she had cute little challenge cards and stickers and ribbons for us and created a website. And she said, the spring is hard at work. We're so busy. I want to add a little bit of fun here. And so she's just started talking to people around the office. And so now that's a thing too. So yeah, yeah. she picked an area where it needed a little oomph and then did something about it. <laughs> Okay, so here's something else that I think I've mentioned to you before, but I just love this idea so much. And it incorporates all four of these steps. But the power of fun book uses the term fun magnet mm. to refer to activities and people and settings that generate more fun for you. And I feel like I said, this is another layer to those four steps. So as part of the fun audit, I actually made a list of my fun magnets mm -hmm. and that's really helping me go through these steps. So I can find an area that needs a little playful boost and then I can see if there is a different setting or do something with a person who's one of my fun magnets and really start honing in onto those areas that need a boost and then who do I already know that I can talk to or what is a place that will be more fun for me? I love that. I'm also adopting the phrase fun magnet for sure. Well, Laura, you are on my list as a fun magnet. Oh, so, I <laughs> so really to start creating a more playful life, 
I have reflected on my own play personalities. I am finding my fun magnets and then pinpointing an area in my life that needs oomph. And that's, that's been helping the last couple of weeks. I love hearing that. I, I really do. Uh, what else would you like to tell us before we wrap up? Well, I do have to admit that I'm not quite finished with the Playful Life book, and that book is dense with information. Hmm. However, it is truly delightful and playful. (laughs) (laughs) The authors are both from South Carolina, and their Southernisms are sprinkled throughout the book. There's even a glossary, so in case you don't know what whatever cranks your tractor means, you can look it up. (laughs) (laughs) That is a helpful glossary and another new to me phrase. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The book's illustration are colorful doodles. There are references to the Golden Girls and Schitt's Creek and Dolly Parton all throughout the book. And then there are even little side conversations between Jed and Julie interspersed within the book. It is so funny just to see their sidebar conversations like as they were writing. That's fun. I like that. Yeah. Also, they have a relatively new We Are Playful podcast, Mm. which is just their playful conversations. And so I can almost hear their voices as I'm reading the book. So if you want to hear some playful conversations or see what a playful book looks like, you're in luck. I've got both. (laughs) I just want to end this section with one quote from Stuart Brown. He writes, When we play, we are engaged in the purest expression of our humanity, the truest expression of our individuality. Is it any wonder that often the times we feel most alive, those make up our best memories and those are moments of play. Mm. So I am just hoping that delving into more of these ideas about play will lead to wonderful memories and the feeling of being more alive. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And I think as ever, you brought us such a timely share. I think it's uh, funny or interesting or something that this time last year we were talking about burnout and the Mm -hmm. spring is rough. It's fast and furious and it's tiring. And so just a reminder to kind of step back and think about these things that make us feel more alive, I think is is so important. And also immediately when we're done, I have to go and do this fun audit because I find this <laughs> phrase to be hilarious and I, I have to check it out. So uh, <laughs> that's going to be my next step for All sure. Right. <laughs> Well, as you know, another idea that we're practicing this season is to use each of our episodes as a place to launch further thinking. We want to challenge each other to apply what we share as we consider now what. So now what? What are some next steps from here to incorporate ideas from the power of play into your work or further your learning? My first goal is to actually finish the Playful Life book, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure I'll have even more takeaways. We're recording this episode right before spring break, so I'm going to be intentionally open for playful opportunities this next week. And I'm going to declare it my week of play, Mm -hmm. but I need a catchier name, so help Mm -hmm. me with that. I'll work on that. Yeah, I know infusing more play will definitely help me on my journey to healing and I'll report back next time on my week of play and how I'm cultivating my playful mindset. 
Well, I was already thinking this is, again, such a timely share that uh, we are going into this spring break time. And so having that non-agenda time or non-planning time um, is always just so helpful. Like I know I always come back from a break feeling creatively refreshed and uh, Mm -hmm. I feel maybe even more inspired to intentionally do that going into spring break and also understand maybe a little bit more why I feel that way. So thank you for that uh, as we we launch into this time. Well, it's I think it's going to be easier than I imagined. Last night, a friend and I were actually at an author talk. She's another fun magnet for me. And I just kept pointing out, oh, that's playful. And oh, look at that guy's shirt. Oh, look at this funny car or just (laughs) being more aware of it. And I did after the evening just felt so much more lighthearted, just Mm -hmm. pointing those little experiences out. So that was good. Love it. All right, so part two, this is the professional side, but I won't be able to report on these ideas yet. So check back it next month. Sure, sure, I got (laughs) Um, you. But we're both in our summer planning mode. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking for ways to add more elements of play into my upcoming PD sessions. Mm. It'll be summer, teachers will need a boost, and it'll be hot outside. Mm. So the time will really be right and ripe, I think, for play. And there are small things that I can do. And Like I already have a fun, upbeat music playlist, but I'm going to really pick out some more songs where people are singing along or dancing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I also want to really consider the look of my materials. So what playful pieces can be in there. One of my quick wins a couple of years ago was to include Easter eggs in the Mm -hmm. slides. So I've thought about that. And then another idea I'm playing with, uh, thank you, Tony Vincent, is to possibly create punny digital stickers for my sessions. I love this. And so creating them would be beneficial for me. And then hopefully receiving them would be playful for participants. Mm. And then one other thing, at the end of each section of the Playful Life book, the reflection questions are called play and ponder. And I will definitely admire and acquire that phrase and the idea for PD sessions and work time. So you're going to have time to play and ponder. Mm. So if you're in my summer sessions, then you'll see that phrase. And I hope you'll see more playful elements as well. Well, I'm excited. Uh, I'm inspired to creep around into your sessions and maybe get a boost in some lightheartedness. uh, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Well, we'd also like to extend the invitation to you, dear listener, to share your ongoing story of learning as well. Take a moment to pause and think wherever you're listening from and consider, what ideas have you heard today that have sparked your interest and inspired further learning about the power of play? You may also find us on Twitter at DigLearnRadio to continue the conversation and share your own learning that's inspiring you this week. This season, we're dedicated to sharing our learning and the things that are inspiring us. We hope that when we share, the conversation and ideas will cultivate curiosity and inspire you to explore one of the resources, reflect on a question we've asked, or continue the conversation with us online. Reflect to consider the what, so what, and now what of your thinking. 
Share your learning inspirations and ideas from this episode and beyond. And just like previous seasons, be sure to look for our reflection form linked in the show notes and on our website to earn credit for your related reflections. We are, as ever, inspired to learn from Gail Allen and her work in the new pillars of modern teaching. She reminds us that when we share, we add a sentence to the story we communicate about ourselves to the world. Let's continue learning, sharing, and transforming. Let's get inspired.